Uh, good morning. May God's love transform and clothe us with His grace today. Amen. Now, uh, I don't know how many of you take, I know that, uh, I know at least a couple of you are really good about reading the synopsis of the text for the day. And so in the synopsis for today's text, it uh, indicates that today's uh, festival, uh, which is, uh, we're celebrating here, Transfiguration Sunday, is a kind of a bridge between the Advent and Christmas and Epiphany seasons and uh, the cycle that's coming up, which is the Lenten and the Easter cycle. And that's so we're kind of in a bridge Sunday. And so next Sunday already, we're in the first Sunday of Lent. And then uh, we're going to be dealing with a lot of other different kinds of texts. Now, the realization brings me to my first point uh, for the message this morning. It's a minor point, but it's an important point. So I'm going to ask you to take your text out just for a second. Look at the Gospel lesson. And I'm going to read this Gospel, uh, first uh, verse of the Gospel lesson for us today. It says, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John, led them up a high mountain by themselves. Now the first thing is, it's a minor point, and yet a significant one for to understand what this text is talking about. <laughs> disciples up. But the actual text, the actual Greek says, he takes, he takes John and, and James and Peter up on the mountain. Now that sounds, wow, what an insignificant thing, Pastor Jeff. What's that all about? Only that what's the, in the original text, the reason it says that, because it indicates something to us about this text. So what is that? What is, what is important about that? It matters because in the original text, by saying it took, it sounds like something that happened back there, and then he goes to something going on to something else. But in the sense that he takes, it ties this particular text to what happened before it. So he does whatever, and then he takes this, and then goes on with the rest of that. Now, this isn't a history lesson, and took sounds like something you just hear in a, in a book that's describing history. But when it takes, it's like this active, present thing taking place for us. So what is happening is happening right now. And the transfiguration is happening to them and is happening right now. I'm so glad that you asked about that very small and important detail. I know that was important to each one of you. Now you know the story well about what happens before. I'm going to remind you of that so you know what this has gotten connected to. Jesus is with the disciples and he asked them this question. Who do people say that I am? How many remember that text? That's a very important text. Happens, uh, it happens every year. You remember, right? Their response, well, some say John the Baptist, others think perhaps Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then Jesus gets very personal with them. But who do you say that I am? It's then that Simon Peter pipes up, you are Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Now pause for a moment. Because everything that this morning text says returns back to that conversation. Okay? So everything about the transfiguration has to do with this question about who do you say that I am? Jesus takes James and John, takes them. You'll notice the, the reason I think this is important because when you talk about takes, it's like uh, the oral tradition is being revived. Okay? When you say took, it's like, well, that happened back there. He's taking, he does this, and then he's taking them up to the mountain. That has a lot to do with how the scriptures came to be, right? I mean, it was an 
mission. So then, uh, we know the story well. He, he asks them that question. That's so how Peter pipes up. You are the Jesus and Messiah, Son of the God. Because everything that happens in this morning's text says, returns back to that particular moment. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John to the mountain because of this conversation. What happens next is the meat of the story. So Jesus begins to tell them that he must somehow uh, go to Jerusalem. There will be, you have to endure much suffering. That he will be killed and after three days he will be raised. Of course, you know the story. You know what happens after that. Peter objects. Peter objects vehemently. He wants to let Jesus know that's not the way this should happen, Jesus. You're the Messiah. You're the Son of the Living God. You should somehow ride the Jerusalem on a white horse and everything will be fine. But Jesus rebukes him. Get behind me, Satan. No fall with you. And then he warns him that if you want to be my followers, you too will have to deny yourselves, take up your cross, and follow me. The day's text is why Jesus takes them, active present tense, up the mountain. And it's only Jesus, as he is transfigured before them, that reveals why that's important. Now here's my second point of my message. Jesus wants to leave no doubt about two things. First, he is God's son. And secondly, there will be crosses to bear. So, I don't know about you, but if you uh, think you can follow Jesus and not have to bear the cross, you have been misinformed. And let me say it again, there will be suffering. Following Jesus is a risky business. Now the third part of my message is this. In spite of point one and two, there is something rather awesome taking place in the transfiguration and just as the word takes is in the present tense, so is the transfiguration happening in the present active moment. It's a story being told, not as a history, but as an active moment in Peter, James, and John's life, and also in ours. Jesus takes us too to the mountain. Jesus takes us too to see what's taking place. Not some past history took us sometime back there. Jesus is taking us right now. What is happening? I'm so glad you asked. Perhaps many things, but I can identify at least a couple of them. First, we are given a glimpse of what will be. Whatever the transfiguration entailed, it was, giving, uh, it was given to show the glory of God. And not only that, we remember Moses on Mount Sinai. That comes to mind as well in this text. Even after the event, remember Moses' face, what shone so bright that people were afraid to look at him. I can hear my father in this, in this text warning me not to look at the light while he would be welding, afraid that it would burn my eyes. Most of the time, I was really good, but I burned my eyes one time only, and after that, I never did it again. Imagine the glory of God. Imagine the glory and the brightness of God in the present moment revealing God's glory to them. Imagine you, yourself, being in the presence of God, transfigured by what is taking place in front of you. Secondly, it was the verbal affirmation of hearing uh, that became their believing. 
Then God's word must have somehow stirred faith in Peter, James, and John that challenged all of their previous doubts. This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. And then those words, listen to him. This listen to him is not only in reference to what he will say or do next, but especially again to Peter, it was that connection to what Jesus has already said. If you want to follow me, you must take up your cross and follow me. It also was affirmation of what was to come. Jesus must suffer, be killed, die, and then be raised. What about the title then for the sermon today? How are we to be transformed and clothed? Perhaps this Lenten season, we must let go of the notion that following Jesus is somehow a walk in the park. Not that important, not that big a thing. But be not afraid. Can we also hear those words? They are with us. I love the text. How as they are afraid, Jesus comes. He doesn't leave them their fear when he touches them and says, It's going to be okay. Be not afraid. With grace and mercy, God clothes you. With love, you are redeemed. And with love, we are held firm. Jesus is our salvation. Hear it. Know it. Live it. There is mystery in this story, but truth is what holds the story together. Easter will come, but be not afraid. Jesus is our stay, our guide. Be not afraid. Jesus takes us with him into every tomorrow and stays with us till the new day dawns. Be not afraid. I will be with you.